Hello everyone, Carter here, bringing you another episode of Out of the Hourglass, presented by Nolan Consulting Group, a podcast dedicated to helping small business owners and contractors visualize their goals, develop their teams, and build sustainable growth so that business operations don't run solely through them. We want to get business owners out of the hourglass. Today's episode features NCG coach Colin Nolan discussing how to win friends and influence people using DISC. Hosted by Molly Nolan, the two team up to use their expertise to apply Dale Carnegie's How to Win Friends and Influence People to DISC assessments. Those who work with us know that understanding DISC is essential to building your team and ensuring that you have the right people in the right places at every level in your company. Thanks for listening, and as always, don't forget to rate and subscribe. Enjoy the show. Carter, thank you for that intro, and Colin, welcome. Thanks for joining me today. We've got a new episode, and we've got a fun topic today, one that I know you specifically enjoy speaking to, and actually kind of brings us back to our SL2 conversation. Uh, We're talking DISC, and how to win friends and influence people using DISC. Right. It's, it's a bit of a, of a hodgepodge kind of a, a hybrid of two of my favorite topics and how to, how to use uh, the one, the DISC, in order to accomplish a lot of the principles uh, that Dale Carnegie laid out in his obviously infamous book. I, I was going to say, How to Win Friends Influence People, authored by Dale Carnegie, is a book that we've held in high regard at Nolan Consulting Group for years and would put it at the top of a recommended reading list. Uh, Colin, can you give us a quick two-minute background on the concepts of Carnegie's book? I know a lot of listeners have probably read it, but for those who who haven't, what is that book centered on? Sure. So if you haven't read the book, then hit pause on this podcast and get the audio book or buy the book and read it or listen to it and then come back because it's one of those foundational books that will change how you view people. Um, it, it's wonderful that he puts a great title on it for exactly what the book is about. It's, it's about how to win friends and influence people. Um, as you grow in your career and you move up the you know, proverbial ladder, um, one of the things that people begin to realize is that you can be the utmost expert at any given task or role. Right. So being a technician, uh, mm-hmm. to borrow a phrase from a, another book, the E-Myth, you can be the best in the world at that, but you're going to be limited in terms of your career success um, based off of how well you work and can excel and succeed with and by other people. Right. So Zig, Zig Ziglar has the famous quote that you can achieve anything you want in the world by helping others achieve what they want. Right. So at some point in your career, it stops becoming about what you can do and it starts becoming about what you can do with other people. Right. So that's that's kind of the, the, the goal here around this book. It's, it's how can you win friends and influence people to achieve what it is that you want? Because if you can help them get what they want, and work with them well, then you can get whatever you want. Power of the people. <laughs> there you go. Power of the people. So great. So if we take the concept of that book and then we connected to DISC, there's a lot of similarities in how they interact. Um, In order to use DISC and apply the understanding of people's behavior to help win those friendships and influence others, um, let's just go back to a basic understanding of what DISC is. Uh, We use DISC a lot uh, internally at NCG. DISC is a common language uh, that people can use to better understand themselves 
and others. So what is DISC, Colin, to break it down? Yeah, so DISC, DISC obviously, if you work with us, you'll, you'll know a good deal about it. If you don't, it's a profile assessment, um, personality profile assessment. So it essentially charts people into uh, different categories uh, about in terms of how they behave. So there's four different behavioral buckets, if you will, D, I, S, and C. And then there is the motivators, the driving forces. So what, what drives people? Also pretty, pretty well described there by the name. Um, so it, 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 looks to, it basically charts people um, on their uh, graphs for where they fall on the different buckets. And based on where you fall, uh, it tells you a lot about how to work with those people, what those people value, how they appreciate being spoken to, what matters to them, what drives them. So we can imagine that if we can look at someone's, you know, disc results and see what drives them and what 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 they value, we can use that in a way to influence them or to to yeah. be able to, re to read them and know how to kind of work the relationship so that it's a win-win. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, there's no, there's no wrong disc profile. There's the, the issue with, with, with disc would arise from not knowing what you are and what other people are and not adjusting and adapting in the moments when you need to. Right. So it's being self-aware uh, of how you operate and how others do. I mean, we, we look at it from a sense of putting people in the right roles because the ideal disc profile of a salesperson is very different than the ideal disc profile of a bookkeeper. Absolutely. Different ways of operating, different ways of interacting with people, different work styles. And so we can't expect them to be the same type of people. Everyone's different. There you go. Right. So we, if we have a basic understanding of Carnegie's book, and we have a basic mm -hmm. understanding of DISC. Um, and I think you may, you'll maybe go into a little bit more of the profiles yeah. as, we, as we work through, but how, how can we bring the two together? Well, so, so Dale Carnegie, again, to touch on the book briefly, he, it's, a, it's a, not a terribly long book, but it, it's, it's, I mean, it's not a short read either. Um, I mean, people are complicated, right? So it, it needs to have a little bit of depth to it. But he more or less boils down everything into, into different points. And there's a lot of different points that he makes, probably close to 20 to 30 different bullet points of, um, you know, never criticize, condemn, or complain, for example, is one of them, right? So It's a hard and, thing to do. Sure. So he, and he writes this book from his experience in dealing with, with people. So my, my take on it, I don't know if it's a unique take on it or not, but is he obviously came across a ton of different people and all the people he came across were all different his profiles and the points that he made were more or less universal with all people, but very specific points correlated really well with very specific disc profiles in my, in my opinion, right? So mm -hmm. the don't criticize, condemn or complain, right? That would, in my opinion, that is uh, extremely impactful when you're talking with someone who is a higher I or a higher S, right? And then be so can a, I good can listener, I pause you right similar. Yeah, so let's let's get in, let's do a, we'll do a brief overview of Yeah, because I feel like, this profile. Uh, sure. you know, you and I are really familiar with, you know, what's a high S, high, high I, and so are probably other listeners, but let's, let's just bring it up to the forefront again. Yeah, absolutely. So 
Um, let, let's quickly hit the, we touched mostly on the, on the behavioral profiles here as opposed to motivators. So we'll, we'll, we'll focus on that. So there's DISC. Right. Those are, are the four behavioral profiles. And I, I want to talk about them in, in context of what these people value, uh, what a high D values. So a high okay. D values winning. They value directness. Um, the fact that people will always know where they stand with me, right? They're, they don't have so much of a social filter. They say what they need to say. They're driven to achieve and to win for their own reasons, right? Mm-hmm. I is relationship-based. They value relationships, um, being liked, being seen as important. Uh, it's important to them how they are viewed by other people, that they're liked by other people. Um, they're more emotional. They value emotion uh, as well. Yes, people who are higher risk, they value loyalty. They value being looked upon as extremely reliable. Uh, they're, they're very um, structured. They, they're t- typically organized. They like being the, the, the rock, right? People can always rely on me. They're similarly emotional as the I. Uh, however, whereas the I wants to be liked, the S wants to be accepted, a part of the group. Uh, and then the C is kind of the ant- antithesis of the, of the D. Um, very logic-based. Uh, they value logic and accuracy, order, following systems, compliance. Um, they, whereas the D wants to win, the C doesn't so much want to lose, right? Mm-hmm. That's that. So the D and the C are internally focused. The I and the S are externally focused. So when we go through these principles here, a lot of them, a lot of these principles will apply to that fact. So don't criticize, condemn, or complain, right? Who wouldn't want to be criticized, condemned? I know one wants to be, of course, right? Right. But but my, my argument would be that D's and C's are able to accept criticism and people condemning them, their ideas or what they're doing more, more uh, they might receive it better than an I or an S. Why? Because D's and C's aren't so much focused on what other people think about them as much as I's and S's are. If I'm an I or an S and I'm emotional, right? And I, I don't say emotional is a bad thing. I, I, you know, emotional is a good thing, right? It means that you're, yep. you, you feel, right? You feel on a deep level. If you feel like someone is criticizing and condemning you often, that is really going to have a massive impact on your, your happiness, right? So you never want to criticize, condemn, or complain anybody. But, when, but someone who's a high D, for example, they may value, like I said before, being direct. So in their mind, they're going, well, I'm just being direct with them, telling them where they stand with me. That's something, that's good, I'm telling them that. Well, it's coming across as you're criticizing and condemning them. Right. So something you value is completely going against something that they value. And just the same, yeah. And I mean the same, the same for the C. A C doesn't want to lose. So if you're maybe criticizing a system that is a losing system, they might get that. Their 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 main goal is they want to figure out they don't want to lose. They 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 might. might. Um, But they'll probably take your criticism from a logical place of not so much right. looking at the, the emotional impact of it, but like, okay, so what are his actual points here? Okay. Right. And if they don't think your points are good, then they're, they're going to totally disregard you. Right. Uh, C's, C's are very content in their own world. I have my system. I, I know my system well. I follow it for a reason. Right. Um, so a couple of other, other ones here. So be, become genuinely interested in other people. 
be a good listener. Those are both uh, two points that he makes and the ways to make people like you. Uh, again, very important for when you're working with I's and S's, right? A I and S really need to be listened to. So if you have people like, like that on your team, that is extremely important to listen to people, especially S's, I would say, because I's are more likely to, to not be disregarded um, or not be dis, dis um, what's where I'm looking for, to not, to not be upset if someone's not listening to them because they don't just talk. Whereas S's want to talk, but they want to talk to someone who eagerly actually wants to listen to them, right? I mean, think about how important that is. If you have someone on your team who you know that if you just give them five to 10 minutes of being able to, to talk, get their mind, get their mind across, to chat about their day, that, that will satisfy them in a way that you may not fully understand if you're not mm -hmm. that similar profile, but it's just that, that little, that little, that 10 minutes of listening will go very far. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, if you're a D or a C as your profile, you may be going, you may not understand why it's important, but the key to managing people is you don't do things because you think they're important. You do things because they are important. Right. Well, I, I, I shouldn't have to listen to them. I, I don't need someone to listen to me. Well, it doesn't matter about you. It's not about you. It's about them. What's going to work for your team. That's what, what do need. they need. Right. Exactly. Um, so moving, moving down through his bullets here. Right. So how do we win, win people to your way of thinking? Well, one of his principles is the only way to get the best of an argument is to avoid it. Um, so my, I see this as being really impactful people who are high D's and high C's. So when, it, when a high D is challenged, they get that they, they want to push back as hard as they're being pushed. Right. Um, Watch out. Similarly with, with a high C they're they're so locked into their system, a way of doing things that arguments typically don't go very, very well. Right. All right. So how do you, how do you combat that? Well, through some of the other principles that he has here, try honestly to see things from the other person's point of view. Right. High C's and high D's have very uh, polarized sometimes points of view. How can you see it from their perspective? How can you work with them from, from a high C in a logical place? Um, how can you work with a high D? Right? A high D has got a bit of an ego to them. Um, they they want, want to win. Right. So throwing down a challenge with a high D very important when it, when it comes to, I, I, I get that we're not on the same page here, but can I challenge you to come over to, to my, to my way of thinking, right? High D's is, love to overcome challenges. When I say with, with the use of that kind of language, be empowering here to say, let, let me chat, like, let, let me challenge you to actually use the word challenge because Absolutely. that's what innately speaks to them. And remember, this is how just this, these folks naturally operate. They can't necessarily con this is how this is how their DNA works. They they cannot control their behaviors in a sense of how they've been built. They can be they can work on those behaviors and work to understand people, but a natural key is always going to instinctively push back, yeah. be directive. So speak to them in that language. Absolutely. If you if you say the word, I want to give you a challenge or the phrase. I want to challenge you here. I want to throw down a challenge here to a high D. It's going to get a response. Because they hear the word challenge and they think I want to overcome that challenge. 
Okay. Right? Um, so uh, one of the other bullet points in how when people do your way of thinking is begin in a friendly way, right? Beginning in a friendly way is more of an external factor as opposed to the, the internal of the DC, right? So that's beginning in a friendly way is really important for the I's and the S's. Who are the I's and S's in, in, on, on your team? How do you need to begin a conversation with them as opposed to with the D's and C's, right? Um, so that's, that, that's really it's, important for them. It's a difference of a good morning, Colin, versus a Colin, I need you to do this. The, the good Absolutely. morning, Colin, how are you? You know, are you having a good week so far versus the get right to the point? Definitely. Absolutely. And it can be, be difficult for people to, to adapt that because number one, they've, they've been going about they, they've had what's built in. They've been going about their life for a certain way for so long, right? That to adjust how you begin conversations with people and how you approach people, if you're not a naturally an I or an S, uh, it can definitely be, be a challenge. Um, can I, it's because people also, what they hear, they can also take in personally. So if you speak to me, and I mean, I am a higher I, I have, an higher, I have a higher S, uh, if you speak to me in a way that a, a D wants to be spoken to, I'm immediately gonna be thrown off, think that there's an issue, that you don't like me and I'm gonna internalize that. Versus if you Absolutely. give me an, a nice friendly hello, well then we're, then we're, then we're great. Mm -hmm. You have to think about how that how the other person is, is receiving the way you're communicating to them. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, so continuing on here, um, how to change people without giving offense or rousing resentment is another uh, section in his book. And uh, there's some really great uh, points in here. So calling attention to people's mistakes indirectly. So Molly, when, when I say call attention to people's mistakes indirectly, what do you think that means? I was actually going to ask you to clarify that a little bit. Is, yeah. it, is, it, a, is it a pull to the side? So it's, so people don't like some, most people don't like being confronted, yeah. right. With, with their mistakes and with their errors, high D's might be an exception here. Right. Cause no, I value being direct. Tell me what's going on. Right. That's, mm -hmm. that's the high D mindset, but S's I's and even C's to, to a point, uh, with, that's not a great way to, you, you want to, when they make a mistake, the way to get them to autocorrect and, and want to do it eagerly is by make, calling attention to it indirectly. So I, I read a little bit more about this point. And one of the examples used um, is, I think it was uh, the CEO of GE, I forget the guy's name, but people were smoking by a no smoking sign by their building, Okay. right? So how, how do you approach that? Well, someone who doesn't think about the best way to approach it, which go up to them and go, hey guys, do you, can you not reread the sign? I need to smoke somewhere else, right? That's not a how to win friends and influence people tactic. You immediately right? are creating, you're creating an enemy right there. Yeah, the it's like you, 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 you walk away and they're all like, geez, get a load of him. I'm like, wow, yeah. right? So how do you call people's attention to it indirectly? The, the example uh, here that this guy used was he, he bought cigars, he went down to them, gave them all the cigars and said, guys, 
I, I love for you to smoke these, but can I, can I ask you to do it around the corner a little bit? Right, so he's, he's calling attention to the fact that they're smoking somewhere that they shouldn't be smoking, mm -hmm. but he's doing it in a kind of an ingest, like, hey, come on, I, could you guys he's do softening the blow a little bit. Exactly, exactly, that's totally it. So how can you win people to your side and, and come to your way of, of thinking without ruffling feathers? He did, he was able to get them to acknowledge they're making a mistake without ruffling feathers, right? That's, that's the way to go about it. Um, another great one here is ask questions instead of giving a direct order, right? So I, I think this would really apply well for, again, D's and C's who are um, very much in their own world, right? So if I give a D or a C a direct order, they may push back on me, go, no, I'm doing it my way, right? So instead go about it by asking questions. This is a, this is a uh, effectiveness over efficiency tactic here, right? It's, it'd be really a lot more efficient to just tell them what to do. But if we wanna be effective with this person then we need to go about it maybe in an inefficient way. So. Instead of saying, I need you to stop doing it this way and start doing it this way. Ask questions such as, have you thought about the impact of the way you're doing it? And have you, th have you thought about trying it this way? From an, and, not, and not saying, not doing that in a sarcastic way, right? But I from a genuine way. Yeah, right. that's the important point is you ask questions, but make sure you're aware of your tone. Right. And because... let, let, yeah, if that's, that's pretty key. Yeah. Again, D's and C's are internally driven. So to get them to change what something that they're doing, it needs to come from them, more or less. They need to be bought in on it. So you, you need to lead, lead that horse to water, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of telling them what they need to do differently, ask them questions so that their brain problem solves and figures out the why and gets there on their own, right? Um, so that's I think that's a really great you know, when, when you have people who, are, who don't take direction well, have maybe have a bit of an ego um, or kind of live in their own world, stop giving them direction all the time and start kind of leading them to the answers through, through questionings. Gosh, this, this, we can bring this back to SL2 again, you know? Sure. The, the D3, how, you know, what's the right way to be supporting somebody? It's the leading the horse to water or, or asking how you well, can so, help them. Right. And so it's, it's now, now we're getting really uh, uh, in, into the weeds here a little bit, right? So when we talk about SL2, directive and supportive behaviors, right? So someone who's a D2 might be directive behaviors, but you can direct in different ways, mm -hmm. right? So I need to show and tell this person what to do. Do I do that by just coming on the job and taking over and showing them what to do? Or do I do it in a little more, Highway friends and influence people kind of style, right? So there's different ways you could be, you can give that, that direction, right? Um, so um, another principle in here is use encouragement, encouragement, make default seem easy to correct. So we, we, we've done a couple of these now, Mal. Who do you think that one applies best for? Uh, I and S, right? Because right. They're, the, they're the ones that, you know, they want to be liked, they want to be accepted. So if you can show them that the mistake is not a big deal, it's okay, we can, we can, re we can redirect pretty easily, they're not as hard on themselves. Absolutely. 
So for the, for the issue, people I's and S's are more emotional. They're going to need some more of those supportive behaviors, right? To go, to go back to SL2 a little bit than maybe a D and a C would, right? Because mm -hmm. they, they need to feel like they're, they're doing okay in other people's eyes. So by you vocalizing that, verbalizing that, that that's going to have a huge impact on them. Whereas it's not wrong to use encouragement on a D or a C, right? But it just won't, won't have as much of an impact as using it on an IRS. Um, so we, we could obviously, there's a ton of principles. We could go through all of these um, and, and break them all apart. My, my encouragement to people would be, number one, is to read, read the book. Right. Um, or sure. reread it with re this, it. with this spin now, and now think about it, you know, from a behavioral standpoint and how. Absolutely. Absolutely. So how can you use disc? So how can you, you read these principles, know people's discs and personality profiles and know all of these principles are important, all of them, but people, there are some principles that are much more effective on certain people. Right. So the way that, that people have their disc charted. I would almost want you to chart these principles and next to these principles, right? The, who would, who does this really apply to? Who would this really just, be effective for? I was going to say the same thing. Can you have a chart of the people on your team and highlight what principles are important to them? How do you need to be speaking to these people to make sure that they're operating in the way that you need them to be? And they also feel happy. Absolutely. Yep. And that's understood. Exactly, that's, that's so that, that's what I would do. There's all, I mean, so disc, can go in a million different directions. So you can, you can apply it to have influence and influence people with your people on your team. Um, you could also use it from a sales perspective, right? So selling to a high D is, I would use much different tactics than selling to a high I, right? Or high S or high C, right? Uh, I would actually, I think that'd be a great topic for the sales guys to, uh, to, to break down on a future podcast would be how to, how to sell to different, personality types, right? A high D, for example, doesn't want to, does not want to be taken advantage of. They don't want the wool to be pulled over, over their eyes, right? The high I is going to buy more so likely going to buy from someone that they like, they have a bond and rapport with, right? Uh, the C is going to, is going to buy from someone who they think is going to do maybe the best um, quality job, right? Because they, they care about accuracy and logic, right? So you can, there's different word tracks you would use with all of them. So I think that'd be a great topic for them to break down. It's a good um, recommendation. I'll pass it along. But the, the takeaway from this, I would say, would be uh, go through, again, reread the book, then print out the principles. There's a lot of different sites that list off all the different principles that he lists in, in the book. And write down next to the principles, who on your team does that really apply to? Because um, again, all these apply to everybody. But some of these are like the silver bullet with people on your team and how can you use them more with those people? Imagine being being able to figure out that one person on your team, you can't quite nail down how to interact with them mm -hmm. and being able to use the psychology of this book and disc and then and just understanding a behavior of a person to, to kind of be that, that key to making that relationship function right. in a sense. Right. But, no, Paul, this is great. I, I think that what it shows is that the psychology of people continues to be more and more complex. We're all, we're still, we're, we're always going to be learning more about the people that we interact with on a day to day. There's tools that we can use to uh, make more effective relationships. 
And that all the concepts that we speak to from DISC to SL2 to the levels of work series to crucial conversations, they, while they're their own standing concepts, they interact on every level. Absolutely. Just to, to bring it all together. All right, Colin, anything else you'd like to add before we call this one a wrap? No, just get the book and read it again. Good stuff. Well, Colin, thank you uh, for your uh, continuing wisdom that you bring to Data Hourglass podcast. Uh, we look forward to the next time. Thank you very much. All right, have a good one, Kyle. Thanks for listening to this episode. Out of the Hourglass is recorded and produced by the team at Nolan Consulting Group, a nationwide business consulting firm with coaches located around the country. Have a question, comment, or idea for future episodes? We'd like to hear from you. Visit our website, www.nolancg.com.